0: listener production. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Nick Connellan, Broadsheet's Publications Director and the co-host of this Guide to Melbourne. Moondog is one of Melbourne's most popular and established breweries, but also one of its most fun and personable. The brand is best known for its huge HQ in Preston, Moondog World, with a waterfall and a tiki bar and a lagoon that you can actually bathe in. Now, we've got news that they've got three new venues on the way. With me in the studio today, I've got Josh Ulgens, who co-owns Moondog with his brother Jake and their mate Carl Van Buren. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for coming into the studio.
1: Absolute pleasure.
0: Great to see you. So, you've just got back from China, sourcing stuff for a few new Moondog venues that are on the way. But before we talk about those, let's rewind a bit for people that aren't super familiar with the Moondog brand. They might have uh, seen you around, heard about all the crazy stuff you're doing in Preston, but tell me about how you guys got started.
1: So, we are now 13 years old, which feels like a it feels like it's gone very quickly, but it's I guess making us one of the older statesmen, I guess, of the craft beer industry
0: and still independent.
1: And still independent. Yeah. Um so, you know, we, we got started in 2010. We started out in Abbotsford, but I guess it it, it harks back even before that to a story that I know you're quite um, fond of. Um, where, you know, I guess the genesis of Moondog was in some homebrewing that me and my brother started doing back when I was 15, because our mum bought us a homebrew kit <laughs> for. for I guess a combined Christmas present for me and my brother uh, when he was 18 and I was 15 and so he really I guess got bitten by the bug and it's just been this kind of big long journey since then as we've you know made our way from home brewing into you know kind of biting the bullet and setting up a very very small you know probably the smallest brewery in the country back in 2010
0: and sleeping on mattresses while you were there sleeping there to save on rent
1: we did me and carl um we lived in the brewery for the first 15 months um which at the age of 26 27 was heaps of fun and we had an absolute ball um and you know just over over the journey we we were kind of one of the um first brewers to kind of take on a a different approach to brewing making beers that were unique and um, kind of really concept-driven and Playing with styles and approaches and ingredients that kind of weren't traditionally part of the, the brewing world at that point in time. Yeah. Um, and over the years, I guess the business has evolved as the market's kind of evolved and we've evolved. And, um, you know, we have now a pretty kind of multifaceted business that's got, you know, a really strong presence across a, a whole raft of different styles in beer as well as being pretty. Um, uh, having a pretty significant play in the Seltzer space um, with our Fizzer brand and some other RTD products and also being pretty into the hospitality space as well with, um, I guess, our Moondog OG is a, the first venue that we opened in 2014 and Moondog World that opened in 2019 and the ones that, yeah, that, you just, that are
0: coming. Yeah. So I, when I used to live in Abbotsford, I used to come and visit uh, Moondog OG a lot, as it's known now. And, yeah, that was kind of, as you said, you were playing with a lot of uh, ingredients and beer styles that not many people or, or maybe no one was doing at that time, like wild fermented beers and beers with cherries in them and watermelon and chili and smoked porters and all sorts of weird things. It was fantastic. And I think the thing that's always attracted me to your brand is also that it had this really kind of kooky, outlandish, personalized edge to it. It wasn't like, hey, come and have a drink in our warehouse and it's just a warehouse. It was like you had weird personal knickknacks and mementos around the place. I remember, Um, I don't know if it's still there at Moondog OG, the the stuffed toy that Carl got as a kid, <laughs> yeah. like a blue elephant mounted yeah, yeah. on a, uh, like a, a hunting trophy on the wall. You had that big frame poster of John Candy. There was the secret bookcase door that opened to go through to the other room. Like it had all these interesting touches. And I think those things have been there since the very beginning. Most people right, would now know you for Preston yep. um moondog world which was such a big splashy thing it was all over the TV news and like quite people- literally splashy with the- yeah, yeah with the lagoon and the waterfall but I think like it's important to kind of draw that line all the way back to to moondog OG that that was kind of what you guys have been doing since the start it was like your venues have always had this really interesting streak to them
1: yeah like I guess it's 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 our venues it's our our beers—it's—it's it's probably our personalities as well. We are—we, yeah, are, we, you know, we like doing things that are a little bit different, pretty fun, and a little bit kooky, and you know, try and provide a bit of an experience that's kind of novel and different and you know,
0: and fun for you. Yeah, we have a yeah. ball—an
1: a- absolute ball.
0: And so, from Abbotsford to Preston, we're now going over to Foots Gray, and um, you guys have finally got planning approval to renovate the iconic Franco Cozzo building. Yep. Um, tell us about that
1: from the point where we, we opened a moondog world, we had, we had pretty clear plans that we wanted to do more and more kind of large scale, you know, fun, exciting venues around Melbourne, um, predominantly. And, you know, we, we had kind of identified the areas of Melbourne that we, we thought kind of felt right for us. And, um, you know, a few of those areas were like West Footscray, Footscray, Frankston, Ringwood, um, we wanted a CBD venue, and so in 2020 we were pretty close to finding a couple of sites um, in Westfoots Grey, um, and then obviously the world changed and things were put on hold. Um, but we kind of j- got back on the horse um, last year and started kind of looking for for new sites, and the um, yeah the the old Franco Cozzo showroom came up and just looked like a fantastic site you know, it's perfectly located you know, it's got a really rich history obviously and it's a really um the building is such a important part of the, the kind of the cultural fabric of melbourne and but you know it, it was large and it was it gave us an opportunity to kind of just put forward our approach to hospitality that you know we could create something really unique and exciting in an area that we were really excited about and
0: I feel like you got a lot of confidence from Preston as well because I remember when you guys did that, when you first showed me through the site, when you just got it and it, it didn't have anything in it, you guys were like, it's so big. We don't know what we're going to do with all this space. Carl particularly was freaking out, but then you guys kind of figured if we put in a lagoon and it'll take up all this space and then we can put in a thing over here and a thing over here. And before you knew it, you'd filled it. And how it's 400 capacity or 600? Uh,
1: it's 725.
0: 725. I was... Not even close, but it, there you go.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, we did get a lot of confidence out of it. Um, yeah, it was a it was a um, a, a big roll of the dice because you know it's not trading off a an established strip. It's it's very much a destination, and you, you create a destination site, and you just really hope people are going to turn up. Yeah, um, and I guess from the point where it first opened, it, have, we had kind of lines out the door, and it was it was pretty amazing to to, to get that kind of reception and. Yeah, you know, we, we try and create. You know, have tried to create an environment that's really, very much a like a, a pretty grandiose representation of us and what we do, and back it up with really great products and great service. And um, it's, it's endured, which is really great. You know, it's now been going for over four years.
0: God, um, that's flown. I remember the opening night. I could have sworn that was about two years ago.
1: Yeah, like it's it's um obviously. You know, we had a couple of little periods where it wasn't wasn't open but um it's it's traded really really well and you know we still have um you know it's really busy and you know, we've got a really great te- team down there and it's um you know it, yeah we did get, get a lot of confidence out of it
0: so talking about Preston being a destination it is there on Chifley Drive near Northland but yeah it's not it, it's not in your face the franco Building really is. You drive into Footscray there, and it's it's bang, it's there. But I think it's still going to be a destination, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Ha- yeah. How
0: are you guys going to achieve that? You can talk us through some of the details, We
1: we wanted to, I guess, create an environment that was, you know, still very much us, but with a very different kind of approach aesthetically and conceptually to to what we've done um, in 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 Preston, um, and we, we came up with this idea of creating like a, a a Wild West theme. And so it's um it's a multi-level site. It's 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 over three levels. It's gonna have an eight hundred patron capacity, which is, you know, big. It's, You're just breaking uh, records. Certainly um it's a lot of people to hopefully turn up. But you know, there's gonna be a big mechanical bull in the in the in the at center stage. We you know we've worked with our landlord to really change um the the internal structure of the building to to create a big, um, almost like an atrium type space that connects the different levels. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to have, you know, a bit more of a, on the, on the ground level, a bit more of a saloon bar vibe with the, yeah, with a big mechanical ball. And then you move up to more of a honky tonk, more, I guess, party vibe, I guess, on level, level one. And then the, the rooftop's kind of this, what's called an Arizona desert, lots of cacti and, um, rocks. rocks and that type of thing um, for the rooftop. So
0: Love that. It'll be very cool. Is this, uh,
1: I remember uh, when we
0: first heard about this project that there was there was talk of keeping some of the signage and the original furniture and stuff to maintain that heritage. Is that still part of it or you've kind of moved away from that?
1: We we had some really good conversations with the Kotso family and wanted to ensure that we were basically putting front and centre their, their best interests. And so just the best approach, I guess, for everyone was, was for us to, Create a completely new identity and and, and, um, and um, concept for the for the site.
0: Gotcha. Yep. So there was some uh, there was some talk in the broadsheet office about the the bucking mechanical bull and the the kids' playground being kind of adjacent to each other. Is this like the kids are going to be like, what are those adults doing over there? Like they're having all the fun on this bull. The <laughs> kids are over there playing.
1: We well, we really like to create environments where adults can act like children that's that's
0: i mean that's uh, very very on brand for you it
1: feels feels right i like to <laughs> ad, act like a child um so yeah we just want to create a really fun welcoming environment you know there, there's absolutely you know you look at the the suburbs around footscray that w- we expect will be kind of the, the main catchment for the for the venue um and it's you know in many ways very similar to preston there, there, there are a lot of young families and you know there's a mix of um, different kind of demographics that'll be coming through, and we want to be able to cater for a whole bunch of different people you know, for different occasions. Um, and so, to create an environment that you know, is family friendly, but is also you know, giving people an opportunity to have a you know a more adult experience. Have a ride, yeah, and have a
0: ride <laughs> after a few beers. Yeah, great fun. So I'm interested to hear you say as well that you'd been scouting sites around Melbourne and there were certain places that you found that you felt like were appropriate, like Ringwood and Frankston. What criteria do those fit for being appropriate for a Moondog venue? Because obviously when most people think of, I'm going to open a brewery, they think of, you know, I'll go to Collingwood or Richmond or somewhere that's got that real urban density and the kind of the cool warehouse or whatever. Why are those places appropriate?
1: Um, Part of it is, I guess, just a bit of us vibing it and thinking well kind of what's worked in preston you know we, we 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 think that we can um we can create destination sites that can draw from a larger catchment and we um i guess think that there's that, you know, there's a particular attraction of what we provide that um can work in areas that you know aren't of the collingwoods or richmond's you know if you, you look at Preston and you know we 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 basically draw from the, the whole northern corridor mm. um, northeastern corridor so um, if, you, if you kind of look at Melbourne as like a you know, wedges, wedges yeah. yeah that's kind of the approach that we've taken um, um, yeah there's the, the, the we've, we've got Abbotsford of course which is banks back in the middle of you know the Richmond Abbotsford part of the world so we've kind of to some extent, got some coverage over that and we're not looking to try and create too much density of, because they're all obviously Moondog branded venues, so Mm. don't want to create too much, I guess, um, Moondog fatigue in a particular area.
0: Yeah, and having those separate concepts as well. Yeah, I think that that really helps. And so when's Footscray coming? When's Wild West coming?
1: Uh, March, it should be open.
0: March 2024. Yep. And then we've got Dogland in the Docklands. Yep. Another venue. Yeah. When's that coming?
1: That'll be kind of June, July. Okay. Somewhere around there. How
0: yep. big is that one?
1: It's really big. It's um so it's on the the um the Marvel Stadium concourse. It's it'll have capacity for about fifteen hundred, which is <laughs> yeah, it's like really You're making this up. It's, He's um, trying to break records. It's it's a real it's an amazing site. So um, it's a it's in a new it's the kind of the anchor tenant into a, a a large new kind of high rise, um, multi tower, um, uh, development, and you know, it's very much going to be focused on Marvel event days and um, private functions and that type of thing, rather than I guess trying to trade. The same way as uh, Moondog World or OG or Wild West,
0: and right does it, it does this one have a concept yet?
1: It's kind of carnival, urban oasis. It's 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 less specifically themed, but um, it's going to be pretty incredible. It's um, kind of I think jungle walks, palm trees everywhere, <laughs> lots of colour have to wait and see it's very cool
0: and then after that we've got uh frankston frankston as well yeah is that on the beach or back from the beach or it's basically
1: on the um on the foreshore
0: yeah so it's
1: it's it's right at banks back in the middle of town backing onto the canal creek so right at the foreshore there fantastic so um that's that's still working its way through through um the frankston council planning process um but we're hoping that that we should be able to get building there in the next couple of months. Right.
0: Are these all going to be production breweries or is Preston really the the place where all that happens?
1: Uh, yeah, so they won't be production breweries. Um, Doglands will have a small operating brewery in it mm-hmm. um, and Frankston probably will as well, but Wild West doesn't. It's, it's very much just a straight hospitality venue. So what's really
0: interesting to me about all this is I, I've been following the craft beer scene, I guess, kind of since it. Began, and no one's ever really done this of uh, such an explosion of venues. You know, we we have had um, breweries like Stomping Grounds, a good example, where they open their first one and then they open one down at Morris Moore, um, and a couple of places have one or two venues. But you guys, this is like a big aggressive expansion. Is the the thought that you do something like BrewDog from Scotland, where you become this this very big brand that's kind of got tentacles everywhere, or is it more focused than that?
1: right now it's very much our horizon is getting these three new venues open and then kind of working out where what the next step is from there and i I yeah we are very conscious of trying and not oversaturating any particular area uh, and just making sure that we're picking the right projects the right venue the right concepts
0: so uh will i see you on the bucking bronco next year so the next time we'll see each other
1: Hopefully I see you before then, but yeah, I'll certainly be on there.
0: Nice. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about it.
1: Thank you very much. Great to see you.
0: That's it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and family, leave us a review and keep listening. Subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now. Make sure that you don't miss an episode. Listener.